welcome to Screen on the Spot. Sarah's not here. Which is probably for the best. No, well, Chris says that because he gets picked on less. <laughs> but uh, mostly it's weird. I know. Like it's quiet at my desk. It just seems sad. But yeah. Uh, but that's okay. Sarah, if you're listening, which you probably won't, uh, we miss you and, you know, enjoy well, enjoy the beach. Do we? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're jealous of the beach. but we, I mean, I'm jealous of the beach. But we have a really cool day here. We've got, like, two... Uh, two special guests, two halves of this episode, which it, which we're really excited about. So, uh, we got Taylor Hemnes in for Sarah to discuss movie news. Woohoo! And then we've got uh, Greg Wu, a board member for Kansas City Film Fest, here to talk about the film fest happening next week, April yeah. 10th through 14th, which is also exciting. So, uh, if you uh, don't want to listen to movie news, you can skip ahead 30 minutes and uh, <laughs> listen to our interview with Greg. Um, to check out what they have coming up for Kansas City Film Fest. I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm very excited. Okay, great. Welcome to Screen on the Spot. I'm Justin. I'm here with Chris and not Sarah. I, this is not Sarah speaking right this now. This is not Sarah. This is Taylor Hemnes filling in for Sarah. Sarah is yeah. Sarah is in a tropical locale, so I get to fill yeah. in for her. Yeah. And I was thrilled to to fill in for her. Thanks for asking. How You're dare welcome. she take a vacation? It's ridiculous. I know. You were our fir- first choice. Well... I better be the first choices. I mean, there's. <laughs> We've I, had you on quite a bit. Too. I, I love being on yeah. this podcast. Yeah. It's it w- my favorite. Thing. Our choices were uh, Taylor, and then if Taylor can't do it, no episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Even if that's a lie, I will take it. Because people would not want to listen to Justin and I just sit here and we'd be like, okay. So, so uh, especially with our, <laughs> all of our news, is uh, nerd. Oh, it's yeah. nerd based. Actually, so. it was who's the biggest nerd besides Justin in the station? In and the so station? Then, yeah. So we said Taylor. I'm, pro- I'm high that's on the what list. It was. Yeah. I, I thought it was a legitimate question. I was thinking, I was like, I don't know. I'm high on the list. I would <laughs> and think. I don't think that I'm probably not even the nerdiest. Who would you say? Oh, I don't know. I mean, if Andy Ryan was still around, I'd say Andy, but... Uh, uh, Philip is pretty nerdy. Philip is pretty yeah. nerdy. Philip's the only. I, I was going to say the only one, but you're sitting here with a Doctor Doom T-shirt on. So. Yeah, uh, but, but Philip, Philip will routinely wear, wears. Yeah, a Spider-Man hat and Spider-Man shirt at the same time. Which kudos. Yeah, who is or Doctor? Oh. He will wear a bat. The other day, he was wearing a Batman hat and a Spider-Man yeah. jacket. So yeah, he was covering all of. All yeah, the he bases. will. He will cross the stream, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> who is Doctor Doom? Does that have any relation to Doom, the video game? No, no, not oh, okay. Doctor Doom is uh, one of the greatest Marvel villains, and he's but he's specifically a Fantastic Four. Villain. So he's a, Mar- he, he's a Marvel baddie. Okay, so he is in Fantastic Four. Uh, yes. yes, he's been in two iterations of Fantastic three. Four. Th- is it all three? three, all three, he's been yeah. in. Yeah. So just all three, not great. Yep. Was he was Doctor Doom's in that first one with the guy from Nip Tuck? Yes, he was. was he Doctor Doom? Doom. Okay. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I don't know anything. Yeah, that's okay. What's Chris? the third yeah. one? The remake or the well, no, I say never. I mean the reboot with uh, Miles. T- oh, you're are you pretending it doesn't exist because it's so terrible? No, I'm only okay. thinking of two. <laughs> so sorry. Oh, were there? Were there? Was he in two? He was in the sequel to. He was in Rise of the Silver Surfer. Okay. The sequel, and then he oh, was he in was. the reboot. Okay, okay, okay. And then he was in the reboot. All right. He had okay. a smaller role in Rise of the Silver Surfer. Okay. I don't. I honestly don't remember anything of Rise of the Silver Surfer. I remember a little bit about the reboot and a little bit about yeah. the, the first make. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Well, there you go. Yep. Lesson mm-hmm. for Chris. Nerd lesson number one of what will be many yeah. in this podcast, yeah. <laughs> I feel like. And it's not even intentional. I, I want to make note that it's not because Sarah's not here and I was in control of the movie news that it's all nerd stuff. 
I, it's just I that contributed there was, something. You to did this. contribute something, but mostly it's just there's a bit a good week of nerd news. Yeah, that's yeah. how it's that's how the chips fell. This week. Yeah. Every week it's something about the Avengers. That's wow. true. <laughs> that is the world we live. They in, They released my a poster. Oh my gosh! Oh my Let's gosh. talk about Let's it. Let's have a podcast. <laughs> so this week Avengers news is that they did the well they released new footage which I didn't want to watch and then I did and it's great and you know there you go. But also, you trust me. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> it's a very Aladdin Jasmine moment. In yeah, the, uh, <laughs> do, you trust me? yeah. <laughs> do you trust me? Yes. Uh, but they they did a ticket presale, which was not only record breaking but website breaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, AMC's app crashed. Uh, fan- oh, the thing again. Is that your beard wiping up against the? <laughs> <laughs> no. I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> uh, we shall see. Well, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It happens quite often. It hasn't happened in a while, though. That's true. Maybe it's... You know, I think it happens every time Taylor's here, though. <laughs> I does. will say that. Not I that it's Taylor's fault. I do have a certain electric charge running through me. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom-esque. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yes. So, Fandango, uh, the, I, I read on USA Today that uh, people had to wait an hour on Fandango's website to get tickets. <gasps> Isn't it weird to think about it? Like, people had to wait an hour. I know. But I'm like, can you imagine just sitting there and, like, I don't know if there's a clock or if they're just like, what's going on? Is it frozen? Right. No, it it would, I I laugh, but it would absolutely drive me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And then the AMC thing, a lot of people were upset about that. (laughs) The website crashed. The website crashed. Yeah. And then they issued an apology on social media. And I remember, because I follow AMC on social media. And it said posted 45 minutes ago, and I was like, "What is going on?" And then it had like 300 comments. I'm like, "Oh, that's that's a lot for AMC mm-hmm. in a matter of 45 minutes." And it was all people like, "How dare you!" Like I had to go get <laughs> tickets somewhere else. And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> well, I mean, wow. I, I, and maybe it's because people. I mean, because you can buy tickets to AMC through Fandango. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that deal was. If why people were so upset that they couldn't go to amctheaters.com. But right. maybe, oh, you know what? I think it was actually VIP members. Mm-hmm. So they probably got something oh, out of it or right. points that they can't get. But okay. Yeah, that would be frustrating. Do you have tickets yet, either of you? Or do you don't have no, to? No, we're, 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 we're banking, we're banking on, on it. Hopefully. Being able to go to yeah. Wouldn't it be, I would be really angry, but wouldn't it be kind of hilarious if there was no press screening and yeah. we didn't get an, <laughs> the early Or show? they're going to do it like, uh, was that Avengers? Yeah, the, it was at 3 Infinity o'clock War. last year. Yeah, which worked out perfect because last year I was yeah. working mornings and was able to go in the afternoon, but... Um, now it would not. But now it I could not. totally I would, see I, them doing that. If I swear, if they do it, Chris, as my manager, I will immediately request that day off. <laughs> or at least a half day or something. Well, and okay. I'll come with you because I won't be working. <laughs> there you go. You know, I'm thinking it's going to be at noon or three because it's three hours long. It's also, yeah, because it's a three hour yeah. movie, I think that's going to be a big thing. I bet it's going to be at noon because then they're going to. Well, it could be on a Tuesday because people. I was thinking, oh, they do it before people yeah. come in later, but it well, wouldn't last, be that. Well, last year it was a three o'clock, right? Yes. Wasn't it a three o'clock last year? Which was which was weird, but but that Marvel movies was doing. They were doing a lot of those noon or afternoons, but like Captain Marvel wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. But if you did miss your tickets, you can apparently buy them on eBay, and people are selling them for. I saw five hundred, but Taylor saw. Nine thousand okay. dollars for a pair of tickets. <laughs> Why in New York? And not only this is I mean, this is from BuzzFeed News is what uh-huh. they tweeted about it. Not only is the price ridiculous, uh-huh. it's nine thousand dollars for a pair of seats on the twenty eighth, two yeah. days after the movie comes out. Oh my out. God. that's even crazy. It's not like midnight showing or anything. no. It's is this like a big scam? It's where like the Sunday after the movie comes out, two tickets. <laughs> so 
Uh, that was in the same article from BuzzFeed News. They had the $9,000 in Oklahoma City, $2,500 or excuse me, $9,000 in NYC, $2,500 in Oklahoma City for a pair of tickets. Oh, wow. So, that is so crazy. It's wild. Is like Thor going to be there or something? I don't <laughs> He better be. He better be the other half of the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to with Thor on Sunday. Well, yeah, do done. people just think that someone's going to buy those? Like, do you think it's like they're catering to an old rich person that right. they don't understand? <laughs> like, oh, when the movie comes out, and they yeah. think, like, I'm going to buy this for my grandson. Well, the same BuzzFeed News article also said there's already a bid on that $9,000. Oh, my uh, gosh. Uh, for the full amount. Wow. If, so, I, if I had that much money, it would be really hard to justify mm-hmm. spending $9,000. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about before you walked in that if, if, if I had that much money at my disposal, I would just rent the whole theater. Yeah. For whatever. I mean, you got to figure, <laughs> let's say conservatively, 50 grand. To rent the whole theater. Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. If you've got $9,000 right. for a pair of tickets, yeah, you might you've, as well you've got 50 grand, grand for the whole theater yeah. for whatever you want. I just can't. Do you know what my wife would say if I spent $9,000 oh, on? You mean ex wife at that point? <laughs> yeah, is yeah, what exactly. it would be. That's exactly right. You are out, my friend. <laughs> it's, it's wild to me to think about, talking about ticket sales, that we are in a year in which Star Wars 9 is going to come out. Right. And it's not going to be the biggest movie of the right. year. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this is the end of the whole Skywalker began in 1977. Yeah. This is it. Exactly. And it's not going to be the biggest movie of the year. I, I bet know. that makes Isn't you very crazy? sad. It does make me sad. As a purist, it does make me I mean, I love the Avengers stuff, but, mm. I, you know, I, I watched a Star Wars movie long before I watched sure. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. play Iron Man, you know? so <laughs> Mostly for me, it's just more like, holy crap, in the same year we're getting this big Avengers movie. So we're getting the end of, essentially, the end of Avengers. Yep. To an extent, obviously, and then the end of Star Wars yeah. in the same year. All from the same company. And too. from the same mm-hmm. company because Disney owns everything. Absolutely. <laughs> they are printing money over there. They are there. printing money. Also, I have to say, and I get that it, I'm sure it's going to come out for Avengers, but like they said in April, we were going to get a title and a trailer, and it's April, and I want a tra- title, title and a trailer for episode, nine. for episode nine. I'm with you. I'm sure yeah. it's the trailer's going to be with Avengers, and I'm sure that's why we ha- we're not getting it yet, but. Come I didn't on. even think about it being yeah. with Avengers. Because is it all the same? It is the same now, yeah. right? Yeah, Disney, it's man. all Disney. It's all Disney. It's all the parent company. Disney yeah. has Fox now. It's all over the place. I, I think of it like uh, when you see uh, Wally, the company that like uh-huh. has taken over the whole world. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Wally, it's like by and large, I think is the name of the company. And Wally, it's everything. It's <laughs> everything. The president of the country of the country is the president of the company also. And like it's it's that's that's where Disney's becoming. I think. You, the, di, yeah, they have Avatar now. I didn't even realize that. Well, like, I don't understand. I thought that was 20th Century understand. Fox. I didn't even realize that was... Well, the... Disney bought 20th Century Fox. That's right. They have Avatar Gosh. now. Gosh. Can we just talk about that for a second? Does anybody really want another one? No. Oh, I didn't want the first one. No. It's just so... It's been so long, too. Like, maybe if they would have done it a year later... Then, I mean, you're yeah, talking you know. about an entirely different generation of yeah. filmgoers now that are expected uh-huh. to respect the first one so much to come back and see the second mm-hmm. one. And not only that, but he's filming several at once. So right. we're getting... Like, is it up to four? Is that what it is now, I think? Like, we're getting three more that he's so, filmed yeah. all at once, or maybe four more? Which is even crazier, because if the if they keep doing less business... They and what are you? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And what? You know? I mean, what more do I? I don't need anything else from that. Oh, I, don't, no. I don't need to know no. anything else. I don't. And I know, <laughs> I know there is somebody that will listen to this podcast that is as large an Avatar fan sure. as mm-hmm. I am a Star Wars fan, and they will go, "You shut up, Taylor Hemphill." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I, I can respect nerddom of all kinds. I'm uh-huh. saying I, I as a as a nerd, I don't need any more Avatar. Really, sure. yeah. I didn't like the first one, so I don't need. I, more. I, I, it was pretty. Sure, it's, absolutely. Blue Fern Gully. It is Blue Fern Gully. It is, and yeah. I don't know. There's something else that it reminds me of. Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Maybe. Fern Gully. <laughs> Fern Gully with Pocahontas. Yeah. yeah. With Can blue. you paint with all the blues of the wind? <laughs> <And it's> like, <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, hey, I mean, I respect James Cameron for the technology and everything sure. that he can Great do, film I mean, the animation obviously. and everything. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, there's a reason why that was nominated for technical awards and not anything else. It was no not. Acting. It was nominated for best picture. Yeah, it was. Oh god! It just lost to the Hurt Locker, and he might have been that nominated for best fun, director. Even that but, was a fun year. Yeah. How'd you How'd you like to be up against your ex wife for an award? <laughs> Well, good for Catherine Bigelow for for winning. Yeah, she's yeah. the first first female director uh-huh. to win Best Director, so uh, yeah, Which, it, was, it was a big deal. Since we're I would, they released uh, at CinemaCon, they also are going to release footage of the new Terminator film, and I'm kind of excited about that. And they I'd, did I'd release new about photos. That completely. I know I kind of do keep forgetting about it, but it comes out in November. Who's so. Sarah Connor now? It's it's uh, Linda Hamilton. It's she oh, Linda Hamilton, okay. and she well, still looks well, like she could kick your butt. She, she does. probably is yeah. listening right now. And <laughs> she's probably on her way, wearing aviators, <laughs> yeah. yeah, in a car with a cigarette <laughs> and a doing, tank top, doing yes. her pull-ups. Yeah. <laughs> uh, more Marvel news, though, is that David Harbor joins Black Widow, the Black Widow film, and mm-hmm. Rachel Vice is circling a role, which nice. is kind of crazy. Do we even have a timeline on that yet of when it's supposed to be? Is it like 2021 or 2020? I think it, I want to say it's 2020. I okay. think it might be. But, oh, you know what? They, I don't know if they've confirmed those release dates yet. I think okay. they're waiting until after Avengers and then they're, they're not. Confirm. Yeah, Marvel has kind of closed up shop until exactly. Avengers is done. And they've said as much. They're like, we're not, we're getting through uh-huh. this. And then we'll, we have, I think, uh, is it Feige? Is that how you pronounce it? Uh-huh. Feige. Feige. Yeah. Um, said a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, I saw something like he said, we've got plans for the next five years, yeah. but we're not saying anything until this is done. We're getting through right. pictures and then we'll, we'll update you. Keeping the facade that Spider-Man is not going to be alive anymore, you know? Right. <laughs> Which my, my six-year-old is very unhappy about. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that those are two pretty good gets. If, you know, we talked last week that Angelina Jolie is going to, is, might be in the Eternals, but it's. Which I know zero about. I don't know a lot. I had to read about, about them. I, I wasn't familiar with them either. But I mean, Chris, just, I'm sure you know a lot about the Eternals. From yeah, Marvel, right. That's a big. Oh yeah, comic fan of yours for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But I just think like good like the the people the talent they keep getting is is insane. Sure. Like, to get Rachel Vice is pretty good, absolutely. and I like David Harbour a lot. So. Yeah, Actually, I mean, he his his involvement makes me more interested in Hellboy. I'm not necessarily a Hellboy fan, but I I would want yeah. to see this one because he's he looks great and it looks fun. So. I am excited for Hellboy. We did. We are not getting a press screening for that. Uh, also, I, re- I read somewhere it was going to be two and a half hours, which is just a lot mm-hmm. for, wow. for that. And if Guillermo del Toro is not doing it, if Guillermo del Toro was doing it as a third entry of a trilogy and it was two and a half hours, that'd be one thing. But being a reboot. As a standalone, yeah. You know, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, but we got a Joker trailer, though. Uh, yes. away, getting away from Marvel News and into DC. The that, better comic book, I'll just say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a DC guy, so well, I'm... Well, Marvel, they, or sorry, DC has the best villains, and I assume that's why we're getting a Joker mm-hmm. origin film, mm-hmm. and it looks pretty great. Looks fantastic. It yeah. looks so great. I'm really excited for this, and I think Joaquin Phoenix... Even as a non-comic book guy. Even as a non-comic... I mean... Because it doesn't feel like a comic book movie. No, no you watch it doesn't. The trailer. No, it doesn't at all, and it looks kind of like an indie film and i like what you said justin yesterday you're like you're getting taxi driver feels and yeah uh, taxi driver and king of comedy yeah other scorsese movies (laughs) well and i i really like joaquin phoenix as an actor i think Mm -hmm. he's really really good um i loved him in the master uh Mm -hmm. for sure but i think that this this could be fun i just i I think it's i think i rewatched it this morning and i thought it was Interesting that if you're if you've lived under a rock your entire life and you don't know who this character is, mm-hmm. you would not know that this is a comic book movie, right? Until they play the little DC at the very end, the little Absolutely. DC little pops up, and I think this is okay. This is deep in the weeds about it, <laughs> but just the fact that they're calling it Joker and not mm-hmm. the Joker, sure. it, it takes some of that 
this is a character you should know away from it. Sure. And mm-hmm. just to call it that, it could be its completely own thing without right. having any kind of comic book connection. And it's just some lunatic uh-huh. who mm-hmm. went, went bad. And, and you could do it that way. And I think it's it's... You don't have to have a lot of comic book knowledge going into it, which is great. Yeah. Absolutely, which they, they're they saying that it's supposed to kick off this Elseworlds thing where it's like DC movies that aren't connected to the others, right. which, which is which is a cool idea as long as they don't let it get too bogged down, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so it would be really interesting because I think, and we talked about this the other day, I would... I was kind of excited and interested to see if we get to see him in a, in more of a Joker look because right now it's just more clown. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. However, you know, and after you made that point of it, you know, just Joker and 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 being so disconnected, it almost makes me wonder, like, you know, maybe they won't do that. And the idea is that this isn't the Joker; it's like an inspiration for I don't know. Well, I, I got to think about that this morning because. Uh, I think we can all agree that Heath Ledger is pretty incredible in, yeah. in The Dark Knight. Sure. I mean, won an Oscar for it, obviously. Um, and I, I will say unabashedly, the Joker is my favorite comic book character of mm-hmm. all time. That's that's He's my favorite, um, which makes me sound like a lunatic, too. <laughs> uh, but so I, I went – I was thinking about the Heath Ledger part and because – I don't know if there's like an expectation of – if you do, because any animated version, or mm-hmm. really most most comic book versions of this character, it's the full white dyed skin. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is not face painted. Right, it's the acid. And then here Heath Ledger comes along and didn't do that at all. It was some mm-hmm. guy with, mm-hmm. with paint on his face, mm-hmm. and that didn't disrupt the performance for me no. at all. And he didn't no. have to, at the end of the movie, he didn't have to be, oh, now we get the real thing or anything right. like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's entirely possible that the look we see in the end of that Joker trailer, that's the look. That's sure. going to be the mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, I, I'm... I think I'm okay with it. You know? Yeah, I think yeah. I am too. I think I am too. And I thought I think it's cool. Uh, in the trailer, you get uh, he's he has a he has contact with little Bruce Wayne in the trailer. That's the kid that he's making smile. That, I he, that he forces oh, to smile. Oh, I did not um, catch that. Uh, which I was reading theories that like maybe Joker would have something to do. You know, so in, in with Keaton's, his parents' death. Yeah, because in thing. Keaton in Keaton's Batman, it, they reveal that Joker killed Bruce Wayne's parents, which right. in the comics is not what went not down. A thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe he would have something to do with it in this too, like. Because, you know, they show Bruce Wayne's dad, who Brett Cullen, who was in The Dark Knight Rises, is actually playing Thomas Wayne mm-hmm. in this. And there, there's some something going on between them. You know, I was reading that it's there, it's going to be a possibility that Joker's mother has a history with Bruce Wayne's dad. And okay. so, mm. you know, maybe Joker is out to get Bruce Wayne's dad. So who knows how. And, I mean, his mother in the trailer looks... Uh, at the very least, like an like an ill woman, yes. and at possibly at most, like she is disturbed or she's mm-hmm. she's had some serious problems. So it's it it really could be. I mean, I saw a thing with Todd Phillips about how he would describe the movie just before the trailer came out at CinemaCon. They were talking about it, and he said he was having trouble with the marketing people at Warner Brothers just trying to describe what what to put into the trailer. Mm-hmm. And they asked him to describe it, and he said it's a tragedy. That's, yeah. that's mm-hmm. what it is. It's sure. It's and you know because he talks about in the movie in the trailer Joaquin Phoenix about the comedy versus you know that that kind of thing, and he said it's it's a tragedy. That's mm-hmm. And it does very much look more like a, a person maybe with mental illness and their mm-hmm. downfall in a sense. So I'm I'm pretty I don't know I'm pretty excited. It looks like we said it looks a lot different than most superhero movies, and it's going to be a good way to kind of bridge. You know, if you don't like superhero movies, you might like this. And a lot was made. Uh, when the movie was filming, when the first shots came out from the set and that kind of thing of people getting photos of, of different actors working, that kind of thing. Look how much weight Joaquin Phoenix has, yeah. has lost mm-hmm. in this dramatic transformation. And it looks like that's going to be part of the character. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that shot of him from the back uh, doing yeah. something yeah. and he looks super 
super frail, and yeah. but also this muscular musculature that's interesting to him. That they're going to be able to do something with the physicality yeah, of it too. Totally. I think mm-hmm. is, is interesting. I think so too. I'm I'm, I'm really anxious too. Just coming from like a non comic book person, just I like what DC's doing because I would always bash on DC. Like, why can't they make a good movie? <laughs> sure. And I feel like this is completely different than what we've seen uh-huh. because I mean, Marvel kind of owns that good movie, good superhero movie space. I feel like agreed after Christopher Nolan was done with the Batman movies. I don't know. I guess like really what else? Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman. but mm-hmm. it was just, and it, now Shazam, but we could talk about that later. <laughs> and that was kind of like the same yeah. formula and everything. And so I give them credit for doing something that looks completely different because yeah. I would be totally on board if they did these little, indie looking films that are mm-hmm. more serious and i mean this right. seems like it's going to be rated r and like actually yeah. you know just different plus again dc has the best villains so it's kind of smart and interesting for them to take advantage of that mm-hmm. and as long as it's good I, I don't want like there were talks of a joker harley quinn movie with jared leto i don't yeah. really want that yeah but this is good mm-hmm. well and i think you can't there's there's the the, the thought process and competition of trying to take the gold standard and outdo them at what they do. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and we can quibble about what Marvel has done right and, what has, and maybe not done so right, but as far as the the superhero comic book team-up movie, they just killed it. Mm-hmm. Marvel absolutely killed it with the Avengers. They did almost everything right in introducing some of these characters on their own with their own movies, introducing some of them in Avengers movies mm-hmm. along, and then giving them their own movies like Black Panther. They did everything right. DC can't outdo that. Sure. They can't outdo what they've done. They tried with Justice League, and it was a flop. Right. Um, I, I think they are, if they can say, you know what, let's make a lot of really good standalone movies like this, I think that would be an interesting tactic for, for that particular production for Warner Brothers and DC to mm-hmm. do. And let's make some really good standalone movies that you don't feel like you have to have seen the last 19 Absolutely. To, to know what's going on. I think they're finally kind of getting things together. We talked when, when, I, when we saw Aquaman about how Aquaman wasn't great, but it's a lot of fun and it's still a step in the right direction. And, yeah. and so there's, they're figuring their, th- their stuff out. And, and you were highly, you were very, I don't mean to take your topics away from you, you were really happy with Shazam too, which you saw Shazam was great, which is also DC. was great. It was, I, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. And and uh, if you like superhero movies, you're going to love this. If you don't, you might still enjoy it because it's really funny. Even yeah. it's just it feels like a big goofy kind of a comedy. I mean, it's it, it's got it, just the plot to it, which is about uh, a teenager who is given the powers of Shazam. So when he says Shazam, he becomes an adult superhero. Like so, you're seeing an essentially big yeah. superhero. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a teenager. Uh, which I would watch. Which, yeah. oh, absolutely, I would love to see Tom Hanks. Is there a piano scene? I just want to, want to know. I do n- <clears throat> no <yes>. spoilers. <laughs> uh, but the, it's a it's just fun. Like the, just that idea of you know a teenager being put into an adult's body with superpowers yeah. is really funny, mm-hmm. and it's exactly what it sounds like. This kid. What a teenager would do with superpowers is what you see, and then he figures out that he needs to be more than that. And it's it's a, it's just a lot of fun. And the scene stealer for me was, uh, and I just blanked on his name, Jack Dylan Grazer, I think is what it is, but he was Eddie in It. In It. Mm-hmm. And he just is a blast. He's so funny. He's the kid with him that you see in all the trailers and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, uh, you know, he's got the crutch. He's essentially like his uh, this foster brother of his, yeah. and he... 
is kind of trying to help him along in the superhero because he his knows superhero super, path <laughs> exactly because he knows superheroes and this very much takes place in a world with Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. And so it really characters. is like big with like his little friend yes, with him exactly. and everything. Absolutely, it yeah. is, wow! It, it, if it ain't broke, you know? that's that's what he sold me on this because I was like, I don't care. I don't care. I, what what a cool title, Shazam, yeah, or whatever. And then when he was like, No, I think you'd enjoy it because it's like big. I'm like, Big is one of my favorite movies. Absolutely. So I mean, it is hey. it is a blast. And so you, I like I told you, you might really enjoy it. Actually, it is it's just a lot of fun. And it gets gets a little darker than I expected. It's funny because it looks like a lighter tone, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, they're doing the Marvel thing." But I mean, it still gets kind of dark at times. Surprisingly, and, uh, and people like Chris are absolutely who Warner Brothers needs to enjoy it because absolutely. if they're going to do these more fringe characters, because even I mean, Shazam is I think fair to say a, a fringe character. Uh-huh. Uh, if they're well, going to do predate Superman, yeah. If they're going to do movies like this that people aren't as familiar with, they need you to like them. You know? Yeah, because yeah. I don't know what Shazam uh-huh. was, right? And that's why I just. Because even like, if you even if you're not a fan, like you say you're not mm-hmm. a comic book fan, you know who Aquaman is. You've yeah, heard of Wonder yeah. Woman, that kind of thing. You know why I know <clears throat> who Aquaman is? Tell me. Entourage. <laughs> <laughs> that is the That's only reason why I know who Aquaman was. <laughs> and in that was directed by James Cameron. <laughs> yes. And, and oh, yeah. God. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Uh, also, I feel I'm like the opposite spectrum of like, you yeah. know, normally it's like the guy who doesn't like comics can like tease everyone. And no. I'm the one who's getting like teased all the time. Well, you're in the wrong room. I seriously, <laughs> but I will say I, I enjoyed Entourage until a certain point. So there you go. Okay. I still the like first it. few seasons. But yeah. I've never seen a single episode. Really? So, no. Mm-mm. It's it, it's a weird. I don't know why I enjoy it because none of the characters are very likable in that no. show. They're all kind of douchebags, right. and it's really frustrating. It's, it's just Sex but, and the City for men. <laughs> okay, and that's what it is okay. essentially. All right. So I think you, the reason I like it is because of the film aspect because he's an actor, and you know they have all these nods to real life movie mm-hmm. things, and it's what like, what like network was that? HBO. HBO did Entourage yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. Because of Entourage, because I binged some of the early seasons, this is, we're getting so off topic, but every time I see (laughs) the static logo of HBO, you know, when Uh it comes on before, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. I immediately, my head automatically plays the theme song to Entourage. Okay. Every time, it doesn't matter what (laughs) I'm watching, when that, if I see that logo and hear that sound, I immediately start playing the theme song to Entourage in my head. All right. Anyways. Uh, Mark Strong is also in Shazam and is really great. The only disappointment is like I was hoping he could he was going to be able to be funny and he's really not. He's, okay. he's a pretty much the straight man. He's mm-hmm. the straight man, but it's but he's still fun because jokes are played at his expense in a sense. And he's the bad guy, but he is the villain in the mm-hmm. in the story and cool and and a good bad guy, you know, which is which is nice. I never I I've always heard of Shazam. I didn't. The only bad guy for Shazam I knew was Black Adam. Which, as we all know, The Rock was signed on to play and, I guess, is getting his own solo movie. Yeah, we don't know if that's going to happen we or not. We don't know what's going to happen. So there was but... no... Well, I'm not going to... Sp- or... He don't spoil. Okay. Yeah. not spoil. <laughs> like, yay, yay or nay, I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. Okay. But, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But it was still... He was still a good bad guy and it was still... It was really fun. Okay. You know who's a really good bad guy? Tell me. Pennywise. <laughs> Look at that. Chris. Boom. Segway. That was a great segue. Was a great Cla- Chris, I should have said clowns. Chris Segway. Yeah, we, we, we could have done it from, from Joker. From the Joker. To, <laughs> there yeah. have been a lot of killer clown jokes on, on Twitter, hoping for the It Chapter 2 trailer this week. Yeah. Well, it, Pet Cemetery comes out this week. I think it's, it's tomorrow. It's so It would be so perfect. Because people were like, you know, because It Chapter 2 comes out in 
September. September. And Joker comes out in October. And I saw one tweet of like, why did we get the Killer Clown yeah. movie from October before we got the Killer Clown movie yeah. from September? Well, Absolutely. Justin's been saying for, what, a month? A f- yeah. Uh, or a few months that, because we were talking about, I'm like, where is the It trailer? Uh-huh. Right. And Justin said that it'll probably air uh, with Pet Cemetery. Well, which is the weekend. I think so, because they premiered the trailer a couple days ago at CinemaCon. Mm-hmm. And apparently, and it's like a teaser trailer, but people were having good reactions Yeah, they read the, they, I read the, the footage description of what's in it just because I've read the book. I mean, mm-hmm. there's not going to be anything that surprises me about sure, the movie. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I read the footage description and it is, if they do it right, it's one of the more chilling scenes of the book. So uh, okay. um, I'm, I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. It's funny because I told Chris I didn't want to read the footage because I didn't want to know, yeah. but I also have re- read the book. So it's like, I don't know what's going to Yeah, are they going to pull off s- some of this? So I haven't read the book yet. Okay. I mean, I've read like 40 pages. There's a thousand. thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, got a, you've got over a thousand left. Chris. I took it on my honeymoon to read and I did. How like, romantic. I know. Yeah. I took like 40 <laughs> minutes. So I'm like sitting there at the beach reading this big book. Yeah. It, yeah. And people are like, who's this psychopath? <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's right. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I'm really anxious for it, but I, I didn't get to the parts of the novel that are very like the, there's the grown ups. Scene. Yeah. Yeah. And so I wonder if they're like how many they're going to do, mm. or are they going to do some of those? Yeah. Well, uh, the the ending the, the ending of the novel would be really difficult and interesting to try to pull off in the film. So Absolutely. I'm, I'm pretty excited and to see how they most do it people's then. big beef with the Tim Curry version was the ending and yes. how it's Absolutely. super clunky and mm-hmm. even though it's somewhat true to the novel, somewhat yeah, it's it's super clunky and and again because you haven't read it and for those people listening that haven't read it like Chris was or like Jess was saying the end of it is gets pretty. Wild. Like ethereal and wild and that kind of thing. And there's lots of things going on inside people's minds. Uh-huh. To trying to, it's, it's, Stephen King was doing a lot of substance. Yeah. I think yeah. When I, he read I was going to say, I, the book, so. I read that. Yeah. Which I also don't know cinematically how they could pull it off anyway. Right. And still be interesting in a cinematic way. Yeah. There's so. a lot going on. So, it, so the, be, the ending is what I'm most excited about for the movie. Me too. Because I, I, the rest I know is going to scare the crap out of me. <laughs> I want to know what, how they're able to do the ending. Of the sure. Movie. I feel like. They're going to do it right, though. I oh, have I, a good I, I feeling. I have a lot of confidence in it, I'm sure. Because yeah. the, the success of the first one, and I mean, I I, lo- I grew up watching it, I guess the TV movie, yeah. Pierce mm-hmm. and Tim Curry, and there's parts I really love about it, but then I do think that it gets very like boring yeah. or just clunky, as you would say, at yep. the end. But um, I was really pleased, and I'm pleased that it was rated R. Yeah. I'm pleased they didn't just be like, oh, PG-13, like mm-hmm. horror movie. Well, I think, I think it's such a challenge, too, from a filmmaking standpoint, just like the book is. Things scare you differently as a kid than when they sure. do you're an adult. Just That's the whole point of the, of the book. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and so when you watch the first chapter, and it's a bunch of kids that this thing is interacting mm-hmm. with, it does seem a certain kind of terrifying and I'm wondering how different it will, f- will feel when these characters are adults on screen with it. Yeah, absolutely. Because they, I don't know that they necessarily achieve that. There are some sp- some spots in the TV movie version mm-hmm. where they do when they're alone with it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but as a group, I don't think they achieved it necessarily like they did with the kids. It'll be interesting to see how they do that in this one. Yeah. The, the more grown-up version. Agreed. I'm excited. Where's the trailer? It's probably going to come out after we've recorded this. Right. And, Absolutely. Know, and then this It'll, is going to feel like an out-of-date episode. I That's love, okay. I guess it's not a spoiler or anything, but I got chills and continuously get, get chills every time the ending of uh, chapter one ends. I love how they did it. Oh, with yeah. The soft music. And then I remember in theaters, because uh, my wife, she does not like scary movies, but it was around my birthday, which uh-huh. this one's around my birthday, too. So I'm like, you're going with me. <laughs> And I remember when it pulled up with the title It, and it said Chapter One, and I was like, "This is brilliant." I mean, yeah. they they really really did that well. Totally. So I agree. Yeah, I do think this is going to be good. 
Yeah, you know, the, my only concern is that the first one was such a big success. It's like, it's what if it doesn't hold up to yeah. that one? I don't know. But, they you know, got the right names and everything. All the actors involved yeah, right. are top notch. When so you it's... get Jessica Chastain and James McAvoy and Bill Hader, it's yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good get. It'll be fun. Well, Taylor, thank you for stepping in for Sarah this week. You bet. Thank you for being Sarah. Absolutely. Can you uh, be our permanent? Um, and then we'll just have Sarah. Sarah is so much tougher than me. She, um, I think it's because she picks on Chris so much and you don't as much. Like he's feeling like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. I think I'm if I were here less. more, I would. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I, think, I don't want to wear out my welcome, that kind of thing. Uh, but I, because he is, I, you do get a vote um, whether or not I need to come <laughs> back, I think. So I, I, I want to be that alternative that I'm still kind of the, the top of the list of when somebody's not here. Yeah, bring absolutely. Well, when, hey, absolutely. when Star Wars comes out, oh, uh, you have to be on this. Man. I'll be ready for that. I'll, well, be, I'll be the guy more excited about that than I am about Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Taylor. Thanks a lot. And for everyone listening, stick around because we've actually got more. We're going to talk to Greg Wu from Kansas City Film Fest, which is next week. All right. We are back with Greg Wu, who is a board member for... KC Film Fest. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. This is exciting. Exciting time of year. Yeah. Uh, two years in a row. I'm glad to be back. We had fun last year, and so yeah. thankful that That's you right. Guys... You were always welcome here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe next year we'll, we'll be year number three, except this this time, no Sarah, and it's and it's me. The second yeah. time, no Sarah, I think, because I don't no, think no, she, Sarah, Sarah oh, was, she was in this time? Yeah. Last year when we interviewed him, it was Sarah and not me. Oh, so, right. okay. So next year it'll be me and Sarah and not you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll so you've, uh, you've been a board member on Casey Film Fest for how many years now? Oh, man, at least three or four years. At least three or four years. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Is it, is it kind of blowing up recently? Is it get, Do you feel like it's getting any bigger, or has there been growth in the, in the you, festival? You know, I think there has been uh, growth in terms of advanced ticket sales and um, our uh, marketing mm-hmm. and use of our website. Um, I think we're getting a lot more. Uh, we do try to get good participation from the filmmakers, but mm-hmm. I think this year we've got. I think almost ninety percent of our films have somebody have a representative. Coming that's awesome! In. Wow, yeah. well, that's wonderful. Yeah, and with the film world and KC in general is kind of growing, so I would only assume that the festival would be doing well. Yeah, I think uh, we've got a lot of advanced ticket sales, and uh-huh. I can tell you one of the things I was going to convey to you guys is some of the films that we're going to talk about. I think are going to sell out, so mm-hmm. you know, want to jump on it. Out. Yeah, exactly yeah, right. Exactly. Great. Right. Well, and and I even looked too um, that the if you go on uh, the website kcfilmfest.org, if you buy a VIP pass uh, or a gold pass, it looks like you get additional discounts on a couple of nearby restaurants as well in the plaza. So that's. Even better plus yeah, as well. I think we've done a really good job the last couple of years of um, coordinating with the, the businesses on the plaza to mm-hmm. let them know because I don't know that they were surprised um, in the last couple of years when all these people who maybe weren't from Kansas City or who typically mm-hmm. didn't come down to the plaza to, to see movies were all there being part of Film Fest. And so I think we've done a good job of coordinating with those mm-hmm. business owners. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, let's talk about some of the the big films that are going to be playing. Uh, so, uh, Casey Film Fest. Uh, for those of you who didn't know, April tenth through the fourteenth at Cinemark on the Plaza. Uh, so, yeah, tell us what uh, people can expect to see. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of great films um, that are that we're going to be showing, and I'll start with our opening night film. Um, it's a little heavy, a little sad, mm-hmm. but uh, I think people will really enjoy it. It's called uh, Love Antinosha. Yeah, and it's actually—I yeah, yeah. don't know if you guys happen to look up 
the the movie at all. Oh, of course, uh, the documentary. But it premiered at Sundance uh, earlier this year, got a standing ovation, and it's about the uh, late uh, actor Anton Yelchin, mm-hmm. who you guys may remember. He actually, had, at a young age, had over I think sixty film credits. Oh, he's been yeah. in so much. Yeah, yeah. You know, he left uh, a good mark. He did, and you know, kind of had a tragic accident a couple years ago. Uh, but you know he was in Star Trek. He was in I think Terminator Salvation. Yeah, mm-hmm. Green Room was Green Room was, was a great oh, I movie Green that, Room. I, yeah. that I liked uh, quite a bit. Uh, and then in some a lot of indie f- features that had been through Sundance, and so I think he'd been there quite a bit. Uh, but the story is a documentary that is uh, kind of about the relationship with his parents. Mm-hmm. You know, his parents were former figure skaters from the Soviet Union who immigrated to this country shortly after his birth, and so they had uh, they've got a ton of. Um, you know, documentary material, uh, his, his writings, his just films from him growing up and, and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, recollections from, you know, all the cast members that he's worked with mm-hmm. uh, throughout the years uh, and, and narrated by Nicolas Cage. Oh, really? oh yeah. I had no Boy, idea. Justin, you're right. going to be excited I, about yeah. that. He loves Nicolas Cage. So uh, just, a, you know, incredible how this project sure. came together uh, because all these people, you know, loved working with him and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I read that there was an article about its uh, reception at Sundance and how, like I think I mentioned it, it got a standing ovation. But, you know, the director, uh, Garrett Price, mm-hmm. uh, is going to be here. I think his his grandparents might be from Kansas City. Oh, wow. uh, and one of the co-producers, uh, Jordan Krause, uh, who's originally from Lawrence, will both be presenting oh, the film. Oh, that's great. So wow. our, yeah, our opening night event. I'm uh, going to talk about the uh, the making of it. But in other interviews that uh, Garrett has done, he talks about, you know, how this story of Anton... Yelchin, not just about, you know, kind of the, the work he did and how he mm-hmm. touched other people, but, you know, about his parents. And so it really is like a, a, a love story about a family, an immigrant story, a coming of age story, mm-hmm. just a lot of different themes that you, that you like to see in, you know, a documentary. And, and I think people will, re- will really enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. That sounds fantastic. I'm a huge documentary person. And, and I like the actor. So. Yeah, he likes Nicolas <laughs> yeah. Cage. Well, so. <laughs> not, I mean, and Anton Yelchin, I'm, I'm excited to, to see it. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah, the... Um, the other project that we really wanted to highlight with you guys, or the other film that's being uh, that's going to be shown, uh, is a short documentary on Thursday, so the second night, mm-hmm. um, and that's called "The Black Mambas." And so that is a screening that we're doing in conjunction with the Kansas City Zoo. Mm-hmm. And it's actually it's not a long film; I think it's only like fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. um, but it's a documentary about a, a group of uh, African women who formed the first. Um, anti-poaching uh, patrol oh, wow. mm-hmm. in, in South Africa's Kruger National Park. Mm-hmm. So uh, you guys have probably heard that, that poaching is a, you know, a huge problem mm-hmm. in Africa, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the endangered species. And um, so this this group of local uh, women in South Africa formed their own patrol, and they, they call themselves the Black Mambas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just a kind of a, a look at, at their, their efforts to prevent um, poaching. Um, and the consequences to their families and to the to the region uh, of, of this kind of illegal activity. The the cool thing about this event is that you know we're doing it in conjunction with the Kansas City Zoo. So even though the documentary itself is pretty short, um, afterwards there's going to be a panel discussion with the director of the film, uh, Bruce Donnelly, um, the CEO of the Kansas City Zoo, uh, Randy Wistoff, mm-hmm. uh, and then two of the founders of the Black Mamas group oh, wow. Wow. themselves are coming, uh, including uh, Craig Spencer and uh, 
and her name is Goodness, I believe, Malanga. Mm-hmm. So she's traveling from Africa to, oh, wow. to participate in the film and talk about, you know, preservation and the things that they're doing there. And so we're pretty confident that that um, event will sell out too. Oh, but, sure. Mm-hmm. But the, since there's so many people who are big fans of the zoo or who have memberships uh-huh. of yeah. the zoo, you know, I thought it'd be a good idea to, to promote just Absolutely. to ensure it. So. Yeah, what yeah. a fascinating story. Yeah. That sounds way more fascinating than when you said the Black Mamba. I was like roller coaster at Worlds of oh, Fun. Right, I was right, like, right. please, no, 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 yeah, no, way, no. Much more serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or or Kobe Bryant. That's what I thought it was about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Documentary. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and then uh, you know Friday. You know, we talked a lot about documentaries, and before we kind of went live, we were talking about David Desmalchian. Yeah, and mm-hmm. his movie that's coming up, uh, and he's kind of going to be the I think. That's the main event for Friday. <laughs> the big draw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so that that feature is called uh, All Creatures Here Below. Uh, and he, David Dasmalchian, he wrote, mm-hmm. he stars in it. Um, obviously, we talked about how his career has kind of just taken off yeah. mm-hmm. um, since he was featured in, in The Dark Knight mm-hmm. as one of the Joker's henchmen. Uh, and now, you know, he's been in, what, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the Prisoners. Prisoners, Prisoners yeah. yeah. Blade yeah. Runner 2049 was a yes. big one. Yeah. And he was actually, um, I don't know if you guys are big Dune fans. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's going to be in Dune. <laughs> he's yeah. going to be Peter DeVries oh, in nice. Dune. So, uh, but he's originally from Overland Park, I mm-hmm. believe. And we are going to give him... Um, the Indie Spirit, Independent Spirit Award mm-hmm. for uh-huh. our film festival. That's great. Everything cool. that he's done. Yeah, that's so very cool. He'll be here um, along with the, the director, Colin Schiffey, who directed his first feature, uh, Animals. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. We talked about that mm-hmm. uh, and, and his, kind of his experience and the, the challenges that he had with his career. Um, if you get a chance, you should really uh, watch the the trailer to the, the film All Creatures Here Below because I didn't actually realize this until I watched the trailer, but... Um, the the lead actress is actually yeah. Karen Gillian, uh-huh. who is uh, Amy Pond from Doctor Who. Yeah, and she's also, ne- also Nebula in, right, in uh, Guardians yes. of the Galaxy. Films. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So these you know two really well known actors. Uh-huh. Um, if you if you watch the trailer, it, it is pretty intense. It is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I, as I was watching it, I was like, man, this does not look like a movie I'm going to enjoy watching, but <laughs> it's probably going to be really good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it's gotten a lot of good uh, good buzz, uh-huh. uh, and so that should be a really great event. Uh, Absolutely. On, on Friday night, mm-hmm. um, to kind of like kick off the weekend. Of, sure. of films. Yeah. Is there anything uh, besides those three that you're that you're excited about, or, or or I guess that maybe of those three that you're particularly excited about? Uh, you know, I'm really excited about the David Desmond. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also, the uh, I will probably go to the first, um, the Le- Love Antinosha uh-huh. review. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because it's our opening night uh, mm-hmm. film. And, you know, I was a really big fan of uh, Star Trek, too. So yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a really cool one to get. I wouldn't, yeah. I, I was yeah. pretty excited when I saw that uh, on the on the list or on the schedule. Which, um, which is pretty neat, too, just because, I mean, uh, how long have, has the Casey Film Fest been around? Oh, at least 20 years. That's yeah. yeah, because I feel like I mean, as the uh, film scene in Kansas City continues to grow, mm-hmm. it's awesome to see these films that premiered at Sundance for people here sure. who so, you know yeah. love film to be able to access those. Because I've always said that I've wanted to go to Sundance mm-hmm. and I don't ever have the luxury of going, and so it's cool to see films in that on that big of a stage to be able to make their way here in Kansas City. Yeah, that's the goal is to try to get um, films that haven't been sold yet to mm-hmm. distributors so that the um, 
the the talent or the directors um, you know come and and, and sh- want to show more people so that it gets you know good good reception and then maybe gets purchased for distribution because uh, I think there are a couple of movies you know I mentioned that I think ninety percent of our films do have somebody vi- mm-hmm. you know attached to them to kind of promote and and sell them there are a couple of really good movies that I think have already been sold and so there there isn't anybody that's going to be coming oh mm-hmm. right unfortunately but they're you know they're going to have wide releases uh-huh. later on but are being shown you know here too yeah yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I also, you guys are doing a uh, 20th anniversary screening of Ride with the Devil off, also. Right. Yeah. That's a, thanks Directed for point, by Ang Lee. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for pointing that out. So that's uh, a movie that I, I believe was shot on location here. Mm-hmm. And so um, I don't know that I got the greatest reception when it originally mm-hmm. premiered in um, in theaters, I guess, 20 years ago. Yeah. But if you look at the talent that was involved. Yeah. Toby in, McGuire. Toby McGuire. Mm-hmm. Jewel, which Jewel. was like, <laughs> a funny one, but yeah. Um, I think... Uh, Mark Ruffalo was in it too. As like yeah, Jeffrey. Small, well, I know Jeffrey mm-hmm. Wright Jeffrey was in there, yeah. uh, um, and then Skeet Ulrich was, yes. you know, the, another big one. Yeah. So I think um, as part of that, uh, because it was filmed uh, here on location in Missouri, or part of it was filmed, mm-hmm. some of the people who worked on the film are going to be um, even doing a Q and A afterwards. Mm-hmm. I believe the former um, commissioner of the Casey Film Office, because they were kind of involved in setting up the logistics for that filming, mm-hmm. they're going to do just a kind of a retrospective of how they got that project in mm-hmm. uh and the you know the craftsmen that w- that worked on it locally mm-hmm. so it'll that's be, really cool yeah it, it'll be great yeah absolutely yeah so uh it's really so as we talked about the the film scene in kansas city has been has been booming i mean do you guys uh i mean i don't want to i'm sure it's not because i know i'm sure you want to get wi- uh, films that are wider scales brought mm-hmm. in just to bring in more talent here but i mean is it is it how important is it to have local films and shorts features whatever at the festival i think it's uh it's really important to answer your question i think that's one of our um you know it's kind of a smaller or niche film festival you mm-hmm. really have to kind of find that local angle <laughs> to sell to people to come because you know i think a lot you know competition for entertainment dollars is so fierce and so you sure. have mm-hmm. a reason for why people come uh, that said I think your point about you know the the film scene growing is is a good one in that there's you know it's um, the area is being recognized more for mm-hmm. the, the actors uh, mm-hmm. and the talent that comes mm-hmm. out of this this area and so I think it's great that you know we can continually get uh, up and coming um, talent uh, produce not just like acting talent but like producers oh, absolutely. And, mm-hmm. uh, and other mm-hmm. types of like uh, craftsmen well, I'm particularly excited for this year, too, just because last year was great with James Lafferty and Stephen Coletti, um, but of course they're not from here, and so this is pretty cool to see this year um, David Dosmalshian. Did yeah. I get that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I've, I, was, I told Justin before this, I'm like, I can't get his name right. I'm terrible <laughs> with names. Uh, it's pretty cool to showcase someone uh, who's from here, because like you said, it, it, people I think will be interested to to see him for sure. Yeah, there's another um, project that is um, from a, another guy who's originally from Kansas City, who uh, I think is probably most well-known for Third Watch. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is uh, Jason Wiles. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with his work. I, personally, I wasn't super familiar with mm-hmm. it. Um, but the the project that he's doing, um, that he directed, I think it's his first feature, is called uh, Sunny Days, Okay, uh, like D-A-Z-E. And, uh-huh. and uh, he is in that with um, a young actor from uh, This Is Us. Like, I don't know if you guys watch that. Oh, yeah. I think it's yeah. on this network, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the, one of the young actors on This Is Us, uh, Lonnie Chavis, uh, he and, and Jason star in this movie about uh, kind of their relationship, I think, when um, uh, I think 
Lonnie's father passes away, and, mm-hmm. and Jason, the character he plays, is w- was best friends with his father, mm-hmm. and so about kind of their relationship and how they do okay. that. Uh, but he's a guy who kind of like uh, James Lafferty, and mm-hmm. um, you know has has a following, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that that movie hopefully will sell out uh, mm-hmm. because of his local connections. Sure. How often do you sell out um, like opening nights and and stuff like that? Because I know last year. You sold out. I think the previous year, you, it's you sold out. Maybe it seems like you guys really do have a good turnout uh, when you put this on. Yeah, I think we're doing um, better. Um, you know, reaching uh, certain audiences audiences that we know will go to the film. So, like James Lafferty, like I think he was kind of like a teen teen idol. Yeah, yeah. So he, <laughs> his people were going to show up no matter no matter what. Sure. But, you know, sometimes we do. Um, you know, partner with you know, there's the KC TV Film Office. I think there's a women in KC mm-hmm. TV Film Office, mm-hmm. and then. You know, I think each state kind of has a film office and, you know, whether projects are done here or people, you know, the talents from here too, just really getting to those people, um, you know, doing a better job of marketing, social media, mm-hmm. getting, finding the audience uh, for those types of films. Sure. Yeah. And you also have a live, uh, like a staged screenplay reading uh, on the weekend, which is also pretty cool. Yeah. There's a, a lot of workshops on the weekends for like uh, young filmmakers, mm-hmm. uh, student filmmakers, uh, to help them improve and and, uh, and work on their craft. Mm-hmm. Which you have a whole category for specifically for student filmmakers, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I, and uh, to be honest, I haven't uh, spent much time focusing on. Oh, that's fine. Per- personally, but I know that um, some of them have you know gone on to to work in yeah. the industry. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah. And then, um, are you guys still? I imagine you're still looking for volunteers. How can people? How can wh- how can people help? Yeah, the, on our website. Um, kcfilmfest.org there's a uh, you know one of the banners uh, on our on our pages for volunteers we need all kinds of volunteers to help um, you know as uh, ushers um, mm-hmm. you know, if, if there's you know I do Q and A's every mm-hmm. year uh, with the filmmakers uh, and so if you know if you're interested in doing that I think there's there's oh, wow. room to do those yeah cool yeah. Well, we're, yeah, we're, we definitely got to go next week. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to go, then, uh, yeah, just like Greg said, go to kcfilmfest.org, uh, April 10th through the 14th. Um, buy your VIP pass and gold pass now. Can I plug one more movie? Absolutely. One, yeah. one more event on Saturday. So one of the things that we've been doing the last couple of years to, like I said, try to attract different audiences, we have this event on uh, Saturday afternoon uh, called, like, B-Cubed, which stands for um, Beer barbecue and uh, not quite sure what the last one stands for uh, but, but that's enough but beer, yeah, bar- so yeah. Yeah. Beer, bar- beer barbecue in movies and uh, that's a, an event where we have two local um, barbecue competition teams mm-hmm. uh, cater um, you know kind of a little private party uh, with uh, beer provided by crane brewing mm-hmm. a, a microbrewer out of I believe their their um, facilities in Raytown but it's, mm-hmm. it's good beer mm-hmm. and um the movie this year is uh, the Beer Jesus from America, <laughs> and that is um, if you're into if you're into uh, craft beer at all, uh-huh. uh, it talks about um, you know Stone Brewing is a, a pretty mm-hmm. well known mm-hmm. craft brewing company, mm-hmm. and the founder of Stone Brewing is uh, Greg Koch, and it's a, a documentary about his efforts to um, you know enter the the German market and kind of all the purity um, law, you know they've got really strict uh, purity laws regarding mm-hmm. beer. Uh, and so, you know, kind of an examination of, you know, his attempts to, you know, uh, cultural and, and business, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the, the not only say the conflict, but just navigating those those challenges and issues. So that's kind of a cool, um, 
you know, event that if you really like craft beer and, and barbecue and you, you might not normally, you know, think the stuff at the film festival is for you, that is an event or mm-hmm. it's a movie mm-hmm. that you might really get a kick out of. Oh, totally. You're, the you're the killing, title has me <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're killing me over here because I, I've been diagnosed with gout, <laughs> so I can't drink beer anymore. <laughs> but it's really hurting my heart to hear you talk about beer and barbecue. I mean, I guess I could still have barbecue. Yeah. But uh, but the, people will enjoy that for sure. That's gonna, That sounds like a good time. Yeah. Well, Greg, thanks so much for coming in again. Oh, yeah. My pleasure. Thanks yeah. for having me. Of course. Hopefully, we'll see you next year then. Yeah, hopefully. All right. Thanks a lot. <laughs>